Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Always a thrill when you look up in the corner and you're back on TV. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome in. Nuana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us here uh, on your Tuesday. Back into the rhythm of things. Got some pretty consistent stuff each day of the week for you. And uh, kind of like we did all football season, We'll get things kicked off with some of the most fun storylines from around the high school sporting world today. We also have appearances in the second hour from Danny Sprinkle, Montana State head men's basketball coach, and Travis DeKeer, Montana head men's basketball coach. The aftermath of the rivalry game in uh, in Missoula on Saturday. Bobcats coming off a win. How do they carry the momentum? The Grizzlies coming off a loss. How do they turn the page? Both of them are on a West Coast swing this upcoming weekend, playing at uh, Sac State and Portland State if you're the Grizz, and at Portland State, then at Sac State if you're the Bobcats. We also have our standard Treasure State stars, but usually we do it in hour number one. Today we'll do it in hour number two, some of the best individual performances from around the state of Montana. We uh, bumped it to hour number two because we have a couple guests joining us. 4.30, we'll be joined by Kira Huck. She is from the Foundation for Community Health. She's joined us for several different uh, interviews in the past, always spreading the good word about uh, how to keep us cumulatively in the community uh, healthy. They have a fun fundraiser coming up. It is uh, Missoula's Talent on Ice. So they'll have all sorts of stuff going on down there. It's Friday night uh, at the Glacier Ice Rink. So definitely a, a great cause. And so Kira will join us to... Take us uh, around the way and uh, let us know the who, what, when, where, and why about this event. And we also have the return of one of our uh, consistent guests, but we haven't talked to him in a couple months because the Grizz hockey team has been off forever. And then last week, they played like every day of the week. So uh, no real time to catch up with Mike Anderson, co-head coach of the Grizz hockey team. But he will give us a recap of last week. Three out of four of the Grizzlies won. Uh, between their uh, four ga- four games between Wednesday and Saturday. Uh, so Mike Anderson will join us about 4.45. Also, on a Tuesday, we got free Taglieri for you. Tag saved me on Saturday, actually saved us on Saturday. Busy day, first time we've had a rivalry doubleheader down at Dahlberg Green in a little while. And, uh, you know, for those wondering about the procedure, which I know is nobody, so I won't bore you with the ins and outs of it, but... 
you don't have much time between the games to get your stories and videos and all that at least as close to done as you possibly can. And uh, you need something to eat. So I got some tag to go and uh, brought the sandwiches and had a little bite in between the women's and the men's games. So that online ordering clutch certainly will give you an opportunity to win $25 from Tagliari about 4.45 uh, here on your Tuesday that is your show outlook. It's presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. The Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in uh, Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. You want to stream the show? ESPN MT app works great. So does 1029ESPN.com. Just click on Listen Live and you'll find the stream. If you want to be a part of the show, or you want to win free tag, or both, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line, 888-1029. Remember that number. I, uh, I got what I wanted. Yesterday... We always play you know, a variety of different types of music on the show, and I always try to add a little spice to the show by talking about it. But yesterday we played some Coheed in Cambria, and uh, I proclaimed that I hoped that they come back to Missoula. Well, they're coming back. Announced today. So that's cool. Uh, September 27th, the show will will, uh, will be in Missoula. Uh, there was actually three shows announced by Logjam today. Uh, Coheed and Cambria, Trampled by Turtles, which I didn't open the email, so I can't tell you the date, but they're coming back to Missoula, too. And if you haven't seen them, they put on a great show. Uh, If you like jam bands, prepare. (laughs) Like my old man used to always say, jam bands, sometimes they just get stuck. (laughs) Trampled by Turtles get stuck quite a bit. But if you're into that sort of thing, they're really fun to see, uh, really fun to watch live. And uh, I can't remember what the third show was, but... Uh, it's that time of year, even though it's the heart of winter, where we start to learn about uh, what's going to be going down here around the Garden City and around uh, western Montana uh, once it turns into summer. Let's dive into a Prep Extra. Prep Extra, presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Here are... A variety of storylines from around high school sports right now that I found interesting, and therefore I think you'll find them interesting. (laughs) Number one, the prep hoops state tournaments, which are always some of the great um, events in Montana high school sports. They are not, for the first time in so long, at the same time, as the Big Sky Conference basketball tournaments. One of the, there's, there's two uh, logistical things that drive me crazy just because I do think it takes away from the exposure that some of the high school athletes deserve. There's only so many of us out there uh, to report and analyze and write about and talk about. Um, High school athletics in the state of Montana, and, and you know that's just not because we're so special. It's only because that's just the, what the resource situation is in in a rural state like Montana. But it's always driven me a little nuts that 
the end of the high school football state playoffs is always the same weekend as the uh, rivalry football game between Montana and Montana State. It's frustrating just because so many of us media people are obviously at the Cat Grizz game, and that's just less coverage for the non-AA state championship football games. I mean, I've hit the AA game quite a bit, but I have not been to a non-AA state championship football game in 11 years. That's too bad because I would definitely go. (laughs) I mean, I I think, but it's not just me. So would a ton of people. But then it's also uh, a little bit tough because a lot of times there's a lot of people that would go to the rivalry game, but instead they go to high school sports. So I wish that we didn't have to choose one or the other. The other scheduling conflict that's always driven me a little crazy is the overlap between the Big Sky Conference tournament and uh, the state tournaments. The the Cat Grizz football game and the state championship Saturday, that seems like there there could be a solution for that. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it, it seems like there could be a solution. Whereas the the tournament's overlapping, that just kind of is what it is. And, and you're talking about a whole league with teams from around the Western United States So when it comes to the Big Sky. So I don't know what you do there. But either way... The Big Sky Basketball Tournament is March 4th through the 8th this year. The state tournaments are then that next weekend. Championship Wednesday is what it will be for the Big Sky Basketball Tournaments. And uh, then the state tournaments are the uh, uh, for high school hoops are the upcoming weekend. I just found this out last weekend. I'm incredibly excited. The AA tournament is in Butte, and I love Butte. <laughs> so uh, I might be going to Butte right after I get back from Boise. That sounds pretty fun. The uh, Class A tournament will be in Bozeman. The Class B tournaments will be in Great Falls. And the Class C tournament uh, will be in um, in Billings. So um, that's your first thing to know, in case you were wondering. Should be fun. And uh, I, I think that there's going to be some fun state tournaments this year as well. I think the Boys A tournament is going to be very, very good. You got a couple juggernauts there in Lewistown and, and Butte Central that appear to be on a collision course. But there's some other great teams. I mean, even in Western Montana here, Hamilton is good. Frenchtown is good. Uh, There's a lot of great Class A boys teams. And uh, the AA looks pretty wide open, too. Save that thought. We'll get there in uh, just a minute. Number two, uh, interesting storyline from around the the, the world of high school sports, excuse me, in the state of Montana. Claire Rutherford of Bozeman Gallatin was named earlier uh, this week as the Gatorade Montana Girls Cross Country Runner of the Year. That's cool for two different reasons. Well, it's cool for three different reasons. First of all, for her winning the accolade, that's always great. Um, it's also neat because Bozeman Gallatin, in only its third year of existence as a high school, has rapidly become very competitive in sports across the board. Right now, uh, their boys and girls basketball teams are among the top in uh, Western or in the Eastern AA standings. Their uh, girls soccer team was very good, played for the state championship this year. They've had a couple different Gatorade athletes of the year. This is their third one, Claire Rutherford is. And the third thing that's pretty neat about it is she's only a sophomore, so she's got a lot of room to grow as well throughout her high school career. She was the Class AA individual state champion in cross country. Uh, in October, she ran a time of 
18 minutes and 31.04 seconds, which is a, a fantastic time for a high school sophomore. Rutherford also won the Bozeman Invitational, the Butte Invitational, and the Cottonwood Invitational. And she also took third at the Billings Invitational. Uh, recently, she placed sixth at the Mountain West Classic, which is a regional meet. And then she finished 10th at the Nike Northwest Regional Championships in Idaho. So this young lady is one of the best cross-country runners in the entire Mountain West region, and she's only a sophomore. So keep your eye on her. Uh, perhaps the next and the great legacy of female distance runners to come out of the state of Montana. Prep Extra, presented by Farmers State Bank. Let's take a look at uh, what some of the key storylines for all the classifications in high school basketball, and more importantly, some of the best teams. Right now in AA, Helena High's boys lead the Western AA. They're the last unbeaten team in the West. They're 5-0. They've taken down Capital, the defending state champs, in a thriller, and they also took down Missoula Hellgate in a very good game. On the east side of things, Billings West, Bozeman High School, and Bozeman Gallatin are all tied for first in the Eastern AA. They are all 5-1, so the Eastern AA looking very competitive. In the girls' side of things, Billings West, the number one team in the state and the number one team in the east, uh, they are the last Eastern AA team in girls' hoops that's undefeated. And Missoula Hellgate, they are now 5-0 and in Western AA play. They are the last undefeated girls' team uh, in, in the West uh, at the AA level. And last night on the AA, Hellgate um, in boys and girls moved to, uh, well, I guess the Hellgate boys kept pace. They have the one conference loss. They're 4-1 and in Western AA play. And the Hellgate girls, they moved to 5-0 and by sweeping Big Sky uh, over the weekend on Friday. So the Knights, they have the upper hand for the uh, always coveted Crosstown rivalry bragging rights. Hellgate took out Sentinel in boys and girls hoops a couple weeks ago and then sweep Big Sky this last week. So Hellgate through the first round of the Crosstown. They got, uh, they got the upper hand right now uh, when it comes to hoops in the Garden City. Number four on your top ten list of interesting storylines from around high school sports. Lewistown, that's Fergus County for those keeping track, is the last undefeated team in Class A boys. Butte Central right there. They're 10-1, and one, the Maroons are, uh, but the uh, Fergus County Golden Eagles are 11-0. Uh, they took a scare against Lockwood over the weekend, and Lockwood, by the way, an upstart squad that's uh, definitely much improved and, and might be uh, a sneaky dark horse at, in the Class A level. Uh, but right now, the two teams that played for the state championship a year ago, Lewistown and Butte Central, uh, are the top teams in Class A on the boys' side. On the girls' side, two undefeated squads left as well. Browning is 11-0, and Dillon, Beaverhead County High School, they are 10-0. So two undefeated teams left in girls' Class A. How about Class B? Well, Loyola lost, but they still have not lost to a Class B team. The Loyola boys are still undefeated in their classification, but they did lose their first game of the season last weekend to Columbia Falls. Now, Columbia Falls is very good. They're one of the five or six best teams in Class A right now. Uh, So says the polls, at least. They're certainly one of the favorites in the Northwestern A. And so uh, no shame for the Loyola boys losing to a ranked Class A team. But that means there's only one Class B team that remains undefeated. It's Wolf Point. Uh, they are 12-0. They have the most wins 
other than the last Class C team. We'll get to that in just a minute. But Wolf Point, second most wins in boys basketball in the state of Montana. And uh, the last undefeated team in Class B boys. And then in Class B girls, Big Fork. They remain undefeated as well. The last unbeaten in Class B girls. And uh, tease for later on in the week. Our good buddy Blake Hempstead, who's a content contributor at Skyline Sports, as well as a great friend of mine and uh, the voice of all things Anaconda uh, with his work at Copperhead Country. He is a great uh, aficionado when it comes to Class B high school sports, Anaconda playing in the Class B ranks these days. And uh, he tells me, though, that the Big Fork girls are uh, overwhelming favorites uh, in Class B. So uh, high praise from a guy who knows it well. Prep Extra, presented by Farmer State Bank. To open an account online, visit FarmersEbank.com. The most wins in the state of Montana, 13. Luster Christian, one of two undefeated teams in Class C boys. The other, Hart Butte. Luster Christian remains one of the most interesting stories because it's just so it's so different. They it's it's not in a town. It's a private school that has nothing but farmland surrounding it. It's accessible only by a dirt road. It's like 40 minutes from Wolf Point. Half the people listening to the show probably don't even know where Wolf Point is, let alone where 40 miles from Wolf Point is. <laughs> But Luster Christian, uh, they're rolling. They, they continue to roll. They're undefeated in Class C. They're the number one ranked team uh, in the state uh, at the Class C level, 13-0. They have players from all over the world. The Caribbean, Taiwan, Cameroon, the United Kingdom. Uh, they got a couple, quote-unquote, locals. I don't know how they consist of... Uh, I don't know how they determine locals when there's not even really a town there. But they also have some uh, kids from... Turkey and uh, a couple transplants from Washington State. So I want to dig more. I want to find out the who, what, when, where, and why about Lester Christian. But as of right now, uh, definitely one of the most interesting stories going at the small school level. And uh, Hart Butte, who's uh, had great teams throughout the years. I mean, those Mike Chavez teams just took the, the state by storm when, I mean, he was like the LeBron James of Montana high school basketball. He really was. I mean, there's there's games on TV from time to time, especially here on SWX Montana Television. But when when public TV, when when statewide public television was broadcasting Hart Butte games when Mike Chavez was a sophomore in high school, that was crazy. I mean, those gyms were so packed; it, it was so fun to watch. And uh, so it's cool to see Hart Butte back uh, doing well. Uh, the winters in Hart Butte are long, so when the hoops teams are good. That's great for the uh, for the small community. Class C girls actually has the most undefeated teams left. Part of that's because there's just the most teams, and a lot of times the best teams are not anywhere near each other, so they don't play that often. Although there's three teams that are unbeaten in Class C girls, and uh, they're not that actually far apart considering how widespread the classification is. The undefeated teams in Class C girls, Plentywood, Seiko, Whitewater, Hinsdale. So those teams are not that far apart. And uh, then Chinook. So a bunch of northern teams from Class C. Uh, the last unbeatens 
in the Class C girls hoops. Prep Extra, presented by Farmer State Bank. Uh, how about Terry Thomas? If you pay attention to this show, you know that uh, I have talked about Terry Thomas a lot. I think that Terry Thomas is one of the great stalwart figureheads in Montana high school sports. He is one of the great coaches that this state has seen. Uh, you could argue that he is the great greatest coach in terms of his ability to span multiple sports uh, of the 21st century. I mean, he's up there with the all-time greats throughout all of the history of Montana. But in terms of since we've moved into the 2000s, uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody with a better resume than Terry Thomas. Terry Thomas announced uh, earlier this month that he will officially retire uh, from all of his various coaching duties. Here's the resume, and uh, get ready because it's a long one. He's been a, a teacher in some form or fashion in Montana for 41 years, and 37 of those he spent at Beaverhead County High School in Dillon. He has been the head, men's, the head boys basketball coach for 17 years, and his record, 311 and 71. He guided Dillon to the Class A state championship in 2007, 2009, 2012, 2016, and 2017, going undefeated in both 07 and 17. So very impressive uh, when it comes to his basketball accomplishments. He has been named the Montana Association Coach of the Year in basketball five times. He's been a finalist five more times. He's been the Southwestern A Coach of the Year 12, count them, 12 times. That's amazing. And he was, was a finalist for the Basketball Coach of the Year in the National High School Athletic Coaches Association in both 2016 and 2019. Uh, he recently also received a nomination from the uh, National High School Athletic Coaches Association as the Coach of the Year uh, for this upcoming season. That's just basketball. Terry Thomas is also one of the great uh, high school football coaches in the state of Montana's history. He led the Beavers for 27 years as the high school football coach, 189 victories. And, and for those that are wondering, there's only 11 coaches in Montana history with more than 200 victories. So 189 puts you way up the list. Thomas led the Beavers to five Montana Class A state championships and two more runner-up finishes uh, between 2000 and 2012. So, I mean, that's about as good of a run as you're going to have either first or second, seven times in 13 seasons. He's been named the Montana Coaches Association Coach of the Year five times and a finalist on five other occasions. And he's been named the Southwestern A Coach of the Year ten times. So you're talking, this guy's got 22 Southwestern A Coach of the Year honors. Uh, pretty darn impressive. Um, congratulations to him on a great career. And I can promise you this, sometime uh, – in the next couple months, we will have Terry Thomas on this show because uh, he certainly deserves the recognition. Number nine on our list of interesting storylines from around the state of Montana. How about uh, we talked about the Lewistown boys basketball team? But how about Royce Robinson? He's been a great a- a- uh, excuse me, great athlete there at Fergus County High School, and uh, one of the best basketball players in the state. And he signed recently with the Carroll College men's team. Robinson. A six foot five senior. He's a multi-sport standout. This year he is one of the best players in the state of Montana, period. He's averaging 24.2 points and 7.2 rebounds uh, per game so far this year. And uh, he's got Lewistown undefeated. And uh, after a runner-up finish in Class A last year, 
looking like one of, if not the favorites in Class A. And then finally, that's a bunch about hoops, but how about some wrestling? We haven't talked that much about wrestling because especially at the Class A level, or AA level, excuse me, uh, there's a definitive favorite. The Flathead Braves have been awesome. They won the Jug Beck Classic. They won a regional tournament over in Washington, uh, like a, a tri-state duels type deal. And then recently they won their second straight Class AA duels, outlasting Billings West. The Braves are gunning for their third straight Class AA uh, state team title. And uh, we'll, we'll round up some more wrestling storylines here as we get into February and closer uh, to the uh, the postseason, the the uh, the state tournament, but um, Flathead, the uh, the squad to beat at the AA level. It's our prep extra, presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. How about a fun fundraiser for a great cause, Missoula's Talent on Ice? It descends upon the Glacier Ice Rink. On Friday night, Kira Huck, the executive director for the Foundation of Community Health, which is putting on this great event, will join us in studio next. Keep it right here. The one is now ESPN Radio. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuana is here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. Well, it seems like uh, these days, and like every day now, something's going on down at the Glacier Ice Rink. Grizz Hockey has returned, and we will hear from Grizz Hockey head coach Mike Anderson coming up in about 15 minutes. But there's another cool event going on at the Glacier Ice Rink on Friday night. That's what we're here to talk about now. Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for joining us here on your Tuesday. We're joined in studio by Kira Huck. She's the executive director for the Foundation for Community Health. And before we get to uh, talent on ice, I got to tell you, you had a big influence. I You told us all about the uh, necessity of sunscreen yes. while we're golfing. <laughs> uh, honestly, you freaked me out so much that I told everybody <laughs> that I know, because I golf all the time in the summer. I'm like, guys, we got to put sunscreen on our ears and our nose. But Kira told us that this is not the way that we want to go out. We got to do it. So thank you. Oh. You're so welcome. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. And uh, especially important, um, you know, it's just there's, yeah, so much outdoor activities in Montana. It's critically important for oh, our state. A hundred percent. Another PSA for you. Put the sunscreen <laughs> on your ears and your nose particularly, but wear the sunscreen. I promise you. You don't want to get the melanoma. It's not good. 
Uh, let's talk about this event on Friday, though. Talent on Ice. Yeah. They're at the Glacier Ice Rink. It's uh, Friday, January 27th, and it starts at 7 p.m. Uh, just give us the basics of this event. Yeah, so um, Missoula's Talent on Ice is it's a it's the first event, um, first year of this event. It's it's family friendly. It features our very own Missoulians who are just kind of showcasing their talent for the community. We have ice skating, we have singing, we have um, a monologue, we even have magic. Uh, Evan Disney will be performing. I know a lot of people cool. know him. So yeah, should be a lot of fun. Um, and then in addition to performances, there's door prizes, there's raffle prizes, um, there's a goodie for kiddos that when they come in the door. So it should be a lot of fun for families. So now tell me, does the singer have to skate? <laughs> one of them is. Wow. Uh, one of our first performers is actually performing an aria on ice skates. So wow. we're really excited to see that. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I'll, I'll do pretty much anything. My one personal rule, no skating. No, <laughs> no ice skating for me. But uh, it sounds like these people are very uh, talented at it. Um Jill Valley involved with this yes, as well. So a yeah. very, very well-known media personality, mm-hmm. been on the news forever and ever here in Missoula. So uh, what, what's her role in all of this? Yeah, so Jill's going to be providing commentary. So, um, you know, this event came about because we, for, for 10 years, hosted the Community Cup Hockey Benefit right. um, at Glacier Ice Rink in partnership with Glacier and then um, Dr. Tim and Tonda Richards. Uh, Tim's a big, big hockey guy. Um, and it was always just a fun way to engage the community and... Uh, you know, having a chance to connect with them to share more about our work. And um, so it was critical for us to find something fun. And when um, when this came about, our program and engagement manager, it was actually kind of her idea. And she was thinking like an ice capades type event. And, nice. you know, during those, there's always someone providing like commentary sure. on the performances. So that's where Jill comes in. Um, and Jill's going to be providing that commentary for us. And um, Jill's an ice skater too. So. Oh, cool. <laughs> Very nice. Missoula's Talent on Ice featuring uh, skating and comedy, musical performances, magic, and more Friday night uh, at the Glacier Ice Rink. Uh, tell people, this is a fundraiser, so tell people about uh, the uh, Foundation for Community Health. Yeah, so the proceeds from this event will support our um, health education assistance and scholarship program. So we are a Missoula-based nonprofit, but we serve Western Montana, um, and we do that by, by providing health education on priority health issues like skin cancer and melanoma awareness. Um, we're also lead agency for Safe Kids Missoula and Safe Kids Montana. And we hold the Ava Nicole Breast Health Fund and the Oncology uh, Patient Assistance Fund. And both of those funds provide uh, patient assistance grants for care-related costs um, for patients that have financial need. And so support of this event really supports all of our programs. And um, that's really critically important for us this year, especially with those patient assistance grants. We've seen, you know, we're only six months into our fiscal year, and we've had more requests this year than we had in our entire fiscal year last year. So the need's there, and we just want to make sure that we have the support to make that available for Western Montana. When it, when it comes to the kids, uh, t- tell them about, I mean, just tell them more about that element of what yeah. you guys do. For safe kids? Yeah, for safe kids. Yeah, yeah. so safe kids is all about injury prevention. It's about um, keeping kids safe from the leading cause of death. So um, more children die each year from things like motor vehicle crashes, uh, drowning, poisoning, than any other cause. Um and the, the good slash bad news about that is that these deaths are entirely preventable. So um, that's good, right? Because we know there's things we can do to stop it. But, you know, that is also kind of sad that there are things we can do and yet it still remains the leading cause of death. So we engage children and families in hands-on education to um, give them the skills and tools and resources that they need to protect children from these types of injuries. I think people are probably most familiar with our car seat checkups around town. Right. So we do a lot of that type of work. 
tell people about all the stuff they can win. Oh my goodness. <laughs> There's so much. So we do have some door prizes. We just have some goodie baskets. So everybody that comes in will get, every adult that comes in will get a door prize ticket. And then the kiddos also get a special treat. Um, we have some uh, raffle prizes as well. A couple um, packages that have uh, various gift cards and other fun stuff. And then we have an online auction and there's some really great stuff in that online auction. There's, um, you know, if you've ever wanted a chance to golf at Missoula Country Club, <laughs> now's your chance. Um, so you can win golf passes. The waiting list is two years long. I'm not <laughs> yeah. kidding. It, I mean, it's like forever to get in there. So it, it, that's a great prize. Yeah. Um, same. We've got a lift t- some lift tickets to Big Sky Resort. So again, a uh, good chance to uh, win an opportunity to ski there if you've ever wanted to, because, you know, that can be a little, a little spendy and hard to get in there as well. We've got trips, some really great trips. Um, we've got uh, just some packages that are just full of gift cards to random, you know, I don't say random, but just local restaurants and uh, businesses around Missoula. Um, we've got some just uh, packages that have various things like gift certificates to dinner and jewelry. And, you know, maybe if you're looking for something for your Valentine, might not be a good time to look at that auction and see what's available. Well, very cool. Kira Huck in the studio with us. She is from the Foundation for Community Health. They have their Talent on Ice fundraising event on Friday night, 7 p.m. from the uh, Glacier Ice Rink. Obviously, the fundraiser, uh, big for you guys in terms of uh, get, raising money, but yeah. how can uh, how can people get involved with you guys otherwise? Yeah, so we're always looking for volunteers to help out at our events uh, throughout the year. We do a lot of uh, community events, particularly for our Safe Kids and Sun Smart work, and so we're always looking for volunteers to come out and help us interact with families. Uh, we usually do that through games, and so helping us um, put those games on for kiddos. Um, we also have uh, some other uh, opportunities in the office, just like helping us put you know, our educational rack cards together, things like that. Um, and then in addition to volunteering, people can always donate. We accept donations year round. And again, that's uh, it's really important for us to make sure that our work continues and to make sure things like those patient assistance funds are available um, now and into the future. Community health, very important. It's also very self-explanatory. We all need to keep each other safe and uh, yeah, keep on doing what's best for uh, this great community of Missoula. Anything else you want to add before we get you out of here? No, I just said, please come on down to the event. I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. And, you know, if you're not available this Friday, the online auction actually goes through Sunday. So um, anybody can go online and check out that online auction. Foundation for Community Health. It is the Talent on Ice fundraiser Friday, uh, this Friday, at the Glacier Ice Ring. Starts at 7 p.m. Tickets will be available at the door. You can get ahead of time either way. And they'll have uh, skating, comedy, musical performances, magic, and a bunch more plus a ton of great prizes. Kira Huck in studio with us here on Nuana's Now. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having us. Nuana's Now, uh, Grizz Hockey style, right after this. We have not actually talked to Mike Anderson in about seven weeks, so we'll get the lowdown on what's up with the Grizz Hockey team. Keep it right here, 102.9 FM, ESPN Missoula. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Radio. Lately, I've been playing songs uh, because Tommy Evans tasked me with the question, what are my favorite songs of all time? And uh, so lately, I've been playing a bunch of songs that are among my favorites, that are candidates 
uh, on the list, let's say. But today, we're playing a bunch of songs that are just new songs that I learned by listening to the sweet station that is the trail. 103.3, Montana's Quality Rock. Love being right across the hall from uh, those guys. And uh, appreciate all they've taught me and all the great jams that they add to my life. So today, uh, actually, the, the first two songs we just listened to, I've heard, I, I've been listening to it for a little while. But the next three are brand new songs I heard for the very first time today. So we'll play them for you for the second time today. Uh, for the second time for me, the first time for you today. So uh, stay tuned for that. Grizz Hockey won three out of four uh, this last weekend. Uh, they swept Wilson State and then split with the University of Providence. Four games of four days, no joke. Definitely not um, ideal scheduling. But uh, coming off a of winter break, uh, you got to get back on track somehow. So um, we are efforting Mike Anderson, the uh, co-head coach of the Grizz hockey team. We'll have more Grizz hockey tickets for you coming up, but they only have the one home game left. February 3rd, they will host... Uh, Montana State, um, but they do have some action this upcoming weekend. Uh, they'll play on Thursday versus Dakota College Bitno, as I think how you say it, in Sydney, and then they'll return the favor and play Wilson State in North Dakota. The Cagres, uh deal is actually a doubleheader, or not a doubleheader, a home-and-home They'll host the uh, Cats on Friday, and then they'll uh, play at Montana State on Saturday to wrap up the regular season. They also have their hot Grizz Hockey Banquet on Sunday, so stay tuned for that. Sounds like we have Coach Anderson. So we go to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line and welcome in the co-head coach of the Grizz Hockey team, his Mike Anderson, his squad moved to 19 and four overall this season after taking three out of four this last weekend in Missoula. Coach, uh, three out of four is never easy. Uh, no matter, or, excuse me, four games in four days is never easy. No matter uh, who you're playing, uh, but also coming off of a uh, elongated break, you guys hadn't played since December 10th when you took the ice last Wednesday. Uh, so to stick us through it, I mean. Uh, how, first of all, how do you get the guys back in shape after that long of a break? Well, you hope that they took the break and didn't uh, didn't have too much of a good time over the holidays. So, uh, and our guys actually came back ready to go. Uh, they were in good shape from the beginning. The first couple of practices really tested that out to see where guys were, and then it was just back into the flow of things to get them comfortable and, and back into game game legs, but that only really happens once you play a game. So those first two were actually kind of nice to play at 1230. Not a lot of uh, pressure, not a lot of fans, just kind of playing a game and felt more like uh, Bantams or Peewees because you're just playing in the middle of the day, but uh, it was good for our guys to get their legs back. By the fourth game, though, you could tell we were a little a little tired, so this weekend will be a good another good test for us. We have three games in, in three days, but we are actually 20-5. and five. I think our, our website might be a little 
Uh, I, I, on update, but we got our 20th win of the year, so that was a huge, a good thing for us. Very cool. Yeah, I am seeing that. Yes, 19-4 before the, the two against Providence. So uh, here's how it went down yeah. last week. A couple matinees Wednesday and Thursday against Wilson State, 4-1 to one and 7-4. to uh, What did you like about your team's effort against the boys from North Dakota? Uh, what I really liked was that we came out and we – we immediately uh, played the way that we've been talking about all year. And it felt good to see them get back into it and do all the things that we talked about in the offensive zone as far as movement and what we're looking for as far as the shots that we want. Our neutral zone looked really strong and our regroups and then our structure defensively. In our D zone, we just got pucks out quickly and went back on the attack. So overall, those two games, we just did a lot of the little things right and it led to pretty good success against a team that was – you know, they were coming off four games in Colorado, then they come out to us, so we knew that they were going to be a little bit beat down, so we, we knew we had to take advantage of that, and we did. And then two more back at the normal times with uh, Providence yep. uh, Friday and Saturday. So um, Providence is a team that has a lot of uh, prestige. They were a very good team last year. I know that they had a coaching change in the offseason, but still uh, a a team that has uh, a lot of has had a lot of success and has a lot of talent. So, uh, you guys split with, with the University of Providence. Does, is that is that a sign yeah. of progress for for Grizz Hockey? Uh, yeah, it is. I think last year they beat us up pretty good three of the four times. We uh, our last home game against them, we played really well against them, but it was us holding on. Uh, I think this weekend. They still have a good core back. They they lost a couple of seniors, but they brought a really strong group of players back. And it was their first game in a while, so they were pretty jazzed up that first game. And we handled that and, and played well and dictated the pace. And then, like I said, by Saturday night, our, our legs were pretty shot. They were kind of getting back into the groove, and they dictated the game most of Saturday. But it was fairly even both games. Shots were pretty much the same and just kind of came down to who was finishing and and the first night we finished a bit more, and the second night they did. So it was it was really good to see that we we kept up with them, we played with them, and and uh, the top team on our level. So it was really good to see. Mike Anderson joining us. Juan is now ESPN Radio. He's co-head coach of the Grizz hockey team. They are back in action as uh, they have a few games left here on their uh, schedule uh, to finish up this second year of Grizz hockey. But they moved to twenty wins overall as a squad uh, this last weekend. So a great accomplishment there. Uh, take us through this upcoming road trip then, Coach. First, got to make a stop in Sydney. That's a long ways away, and it's uh, even farther to Wilson, yeah. North Dakota. So uh, three games coming up starting Thursday. Uh, what do you expect out of, out of this upcoming road trip? Well, we're excited. You know, we're hitting the plains a bit. We're getting out of the mountains, getting into the flatlands, and, and we're taking on uh, Dakota College Botna, which has had a hockey team for a very long time, and they've been a winning program for a very long time at the junior college level and then at club hockey once junior college hockey went away. Uh, so that will be another parameter for us. Are we are we a team that is going to be competing for nationals? And that's their team that went to nationals last year did really well, and they're doing pretty solid again this year, and they're always a team by the end of the year that's good. So we're excited to, to match up with them and see what we got. And, and, uh, and playing in Sydney is going to be really cool. Uh, they have a great youth program there, and uh, they're really excited to have us. And Botano's played there a bunch before, but they were never in Grizz hockey there. So we're expecting a pretty big crowd of Grizz fans there. So it'll be like a, a, a home game, but a home away from home. And we're pretty pretty stoked about it. And our own Landon Schumacher's got a bit of a homecoming. He's 
from Sydney, and he'll be playing for us and playing in front of his hometown. So it'll be a really cool situation here. Sydney natives are basically like North Dakota natives, but they're cooler because they come from Montana, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Uh, what are your goals then for d- just the, the squad and the program in general here uh, as you have one road trip left and then one home game left uh, and I guess a home and home against the Cats to end the season? So, what, I mean, what are just your goals? Where do you want to see growth? But also just Bradley, uh, just give us the big picture of you right now, Grizz Hockey. I think the big picture overall is be a, a competitive program that's consistently making regionals and, and – uh, and going to nationals. We want to be a team that's at that level, and we're building towards that. We have a great core from these first two years that I think is going to get us there. And, and you know, that, that's like the long-term goal that we want to be a top program at this level nationally. Uh, for this year, I just want to see them continue to grow. Uh, we've seen a lot of, uh, of our guys understand and buy into the structure and how we want to play, and uh, they're starting to get it, and they're starting to enjoy it. That creativity is coming through, that – uh, a lot knowing that they can try things and, and not be screamed at for, you know, thinking a bit outside the box has been a big part of what we talked about. But it's, you know, it's decades of breaking down fears that a lot of hockey players have. So they're starting to get it and understand what we're trying to do. And I'm just excited to see them continue to do that and, and continue to see the success that that kind of hockey brings. In terms of on the ice, what sort of progress do you want to see this upcoming weekend? I want to see wins. <laughs> I want to beat Botno. I want to beat. I want to beat Williston, and I want to be going into the big uh, MSU series, twenty-three and five. Uh, but ultimately, I also just want to see them uh, play uh, good grit hockey, which is hard, fast, competitive, um, respectful, under control, and and passionate. We're looking just to create our standard of what we are, and and that means on the ice, we're we're outworking everybody. We're uh, playing hockey that the fans can enjoy to watch, and. And we're an uh, exciting thing to be around. Mike Anderson, Grizz Hockey co-head coach. The Grizz on the road for a three-set. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Thursday, puck drops at 6 p.m. Friday and Saturday, it drops at 7.30. Then they're back home on February 3rd. That's a, that's a Friday uh, against the Montana State Bobcats. The rival will have all the action for you. All away games you can always find on the ESPN MT app. And uh, home and away games you can always find on 102.9 ESPN Radio here in Missoula. Coach, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch up with you next week. But to safe travels and good luck out there. Great. Thanks for having me on Colter. I'll see you next week. Mike Anderson here on your radio dial. This one's going to make my brother happy. Breaking news uh, since the show uh, has been underway. Scott Rowland, elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. That's great for a variety of reasons. First of all, I always think that there's certain guys that are sort of litmus test type guys, right? Like if you're as good or better than this guy, you're a Hall of Famer. If you're not quite as good as this guy, maybe you're not quite a Hall of Famer. But Scott Rowland... Received 297 votes. He played uh, the prime of his career for the Philadelphia Phillies and uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. He was on the 2006 team uh, in St. Louis that won the World Series. And Scott Rowland is uh, 
I mean, he he's one of the great third basemen of my lifetime, certainly, as I sit here as a uh, 35-year-old. And part of it has nothing to do with his hitting numbers, although he was a great hitter, hit 316 over his career. Um, but it's his defense. I mean, Scott Rowland, to me, has... I'm trying to think if I can think of anybody else. But just off the top of my head, I think he has the strongest arm from third base that I've seen. And uh, that's why it makes me happy because, it, you know, the there's always been these hallowed sort of baseline numbers in baseball. 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, all that sort of stuff. And Scott, excuse me, I was looking at Todd Helton's career average when I said he hit 316. Todd Helton hit 316. Todd Helton just missed uh, getting inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame, but I would not be surprised if he gets there uh, sooner than later. Roland hit 281 with 316 home runs and 1,287 RBI. So, so good numbers, really, really good numbers, really solid numbers. And uh, Roland also. Uh, had 2,077 hits, 517 doubles, an on-base percentage of 364. So solid, certainly, across the board. He was the 97 NL Rookie of the Year. But he's getting inducted in the Baseball Hall of Fame because he's a winner, got a World Series ring in St. Louis. Uh, Some of his best years were with the Cardinals when they were at uh, their best sort of during the early rise of Albert Pujols. And uh, more than anything, though, Scott Rowland is getting in the Hall of Fame because of his glove and his arm at third base. And, that, and that's great. I think that's awesome. That, it, you know, it shows a, a knowledge uh, and, uh, and a priority by the writers and the voters. And I, I guess the reason this is impactful for me, not only just because of the eye test, because you could see how good Scott Rowland was at playing third base, but also just because how many of those hallowed numbers are in such a a state of of influx because of all of the crazy numbers that were put up by a bunch of guys that were either definitively on steroids, possibly on steroids, or implicated with steroids. I mean, Alex Rodriguez played partially shortstop and partially third base. Well, his numbers blow Scott Rollins out of the water. But Alex Rodriguez is also uh, a cheater and a horrible person. <laughs> so <laughs> that's so mean for me to say. I'm sorry. I just never liked Alex Rodriguez. And so the fall from grace for Alex Rodriguez was not that surprising to me. Uh, he's just very self-ingratiating and he just fits into the same mold. Alex Rodriguez loves him some Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez has looked at himself in the mirror for more than most of us will ever dream of looking at our own reflections. Uh, he's a beautiful man. I get it, but also I don't. And uh, anyways, I mean, Alex Rodriguez has a thousand more hits than Scott Rowland. He hit twice as many home runs. He drove in twice as many runs. And guess what? Today, when this vote was tallied up, he's on less than half of the ballots. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, I think that's pretty good work by them. I, you know, Here's the other thing is I have ranted and raved forever and ever and ever 
about Barry Bonds and how I think Barry Bonds should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. I will also say, despite my disdain for Alex Rodriguez, I also think that Alex Rodriguez should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. I also think Manny Ramirez should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Why do those three guys stand uh, above others during the steroid era? Well, I think it's pretty simple. I think if you can definitively draw the line to where it's pretty clear or, or exceptionally clear that you started juicing and you evaluate what your career was like, not only from a trajectory standpoint, but from an accomplishment standpoint, that's where I think that uh, you can you can sort of delineate between these guys. May Ramirez was straight up the most fearsome right-handed hitter in baseball before he ever took steroids. Alex Rodriguez was was a a prodigy. I mean, he was he was the kid. He was in the major leagues when he was a uh, maybe a teenager, maybe early twenties, but he broke in early and he had a bunch of great seasons before he ever started juicing. And Bonds, I mean, there's a whole book about Bonds. That's why I can argue Bonds better than anybody. Because there's a definitive moment in which he started working with Victor, Victor Conti and he started roiding. And if you just completely draw the line right there and erase everything that happened after he started taking the cream in the clear, he's still a Hall of Famer. That's why I argue for Bonds more than anybody else. Bonds won four MVPs before he ever took a steroid. And that's that's a fact if you believe Game of Shadows. I don't know how you couldn't. I mean, it's one of the most comprehensive and, and inflammatory, but also well-reported and, and uh, stark pieces of journalism that I've ever read. So uh, I digress. Regardless, congratulations to Scott Rowland. He's the only one in this class. Todd Hilton was pretty close, 72.2% of the votes. He needed 75% to get in. Billy Wagner, 68.1% of the votes. Andrew Jones, 58%. Gary Sheffield, 55%. Carlos Beltran, 46%. Jeff Kent, 46%. Alex Rodriguez, 35%. Manny Ramirez, 33%. Omar Vizquel, which everything I just said about Scott Rowland, maybe that actually caters to Omar Vizquel getting in. We'll see because Vizquel was a, a wizard with the glove. Uh, but there you go. That's your uh, breaking news of, of the here and now. Eight-time gold glove third baseman Scott Rowland into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. How about some basketball Danny Sprinkle, Travis DeCure, next. Keep it right here. No one is now ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those drivers' actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.